This is the Ru this is the Russian dynamite Masha Slamovich. Becca here. This is not America's sweetheart Davian. It's Billy Starks and the super fly guy Trayvon Jordan. This is the fly side fly Jalen Brandon. Hardcore princess Jules Malone. Hi there. This is the bubblegum princess Alexia Nicole. This is the Brazilian Wonder Woman Christy Jane. This is the baddest black belt Chennai Kai. This is Kid Bandit. The smash hit Joel Bateman. This is Robin Renegade. Cody Hawk. Brutal Bob Evans. And you are listening to Wrestling With Entertainment, one of my favorite podcasts in the whole wide world. Hello, 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 and welcome to the show at Wrestling With Entertainment, bringing you the latest exclusive breaking news, previewing and reviewing the latest shows from WWE, AEW, New Japan, and everything in between every Saturday, and the, the trusted choice for interviewing all your favorite wrestlers every Tuesday and Wednesday on YouTube and Castbox for 200 episodes, sponsored by Rogue Energy and Player One Coffee. I am, of course, your host, that guy, James K., alongside Coleco Yachts, who will not be joining us tonight, unfortunately, but who is here, the Americans, with us. Um... 404, uh, funny line, I found. And it was a good week for Wrestling Wet as we, um, interviewed, uh, Mars the specialist, uh, specialist. Um, fantastic interview, incredible human being. Um, if you have, uh, interesting, uh, food, if you like interesting food debates, um, we got that. And if you like, uh, if a car can do, if you ever asked yourself, could a car do a spin alone? Well, Mars got the answer for you. Um, and then on Wednesday, um, recent inductee into the Women's uh, Wrestling Hall of Fame uh, for CCW, Alyssa Marino, um, fellow interviewer and let's get serial, uh, a former WWE signee. Uh, and we talked um, all things interviewing, um, serial, she was an opera singer at one point, uh, and uh, probably everybody's least favorite person, Corey Graves. So uh, go back into uh, the archives to check out those interviews. Um, and this upcoming Tuesday and Wednesday, we got AJ Kazana and Joe Kazana. Uh, Joe is obviously the promoter of Joe Kazana promotions as well. Um, AJ, um, third generation pro wrestler, um, uh, just uh, recently won the uh, NWA United States Championship on the first uh, live episode of NWA Power. Uh, we talk about that, his relationship with Anthony Andrews. Um, an interesting night at karaoke with Silas Mason, um, ladder matches, and uh, a whole lot more. And uh, Joe Kazana, uh, I mean, what can you say about the Golden Boy? He owns his own promotion now. Uh, the father of AJ, um, his grandfather was John Kazana. Over almost a hundred years of um, his family into wrestling. We talk about that, teaming with his son, uh, wrestling some of the greatest wrestlers of, of his generation, uh, almost dying in a Bob Evans, um, and a hell of a yeah. lot more. 
Uh, interesting for um, Dolly Parton for some reason. What was that, Scooter? He said a Bob Evans. He didn't die in the Bob Evans. No, not brutal Bob Evans. A Bob Evans. But if you don't believe me, uh, here's some clips right now. Like my, my boots that I wear now are snakeskin cowboy boots that are modeled after my actual snakeskins. Nice. And But they're, they're wrestling boots. That's what they are. They're made to wrestle in, but you know, whatever. I'm gonna get on that soapbox, and people are gonna be like, "Oh, you just, you're just Mike, as you can't do all these flips and stuff." And I, whatever. People forget that I'm a Division One athlete, and I played football at the University of Tennessee. I can do anything I want to. I just choose not to because I'm big. Yeah, you could get up for uh, a four fifty if you needed needed to. Oh, if I wanted to, man, I could hit a four fifty. Actually, I'm scared of heights, so I don't go to the top rope. <laughs> there's there's your little clip for the day that nobody thought they'd hear. AJ Kazan. That's your headline. AJ Kazan. Scared of heights? Question mark. That's for the middle ladder match. No, oh, no, oh, hell no, dude. I I dread the day that I have to go up a twelve foot ladder to get a freaking belt or anything. One because I'm I'm almost three hundred pounds and the weight limit on those things ain't that much. Yeah, Anthony. And two, it's, get anyway. your ass up there, Anthony. <laughs> Yeah, yeah go. you go. I'll hold, the, I'll hold the bottom. I'll base for you. Paul Orndorff, you were driving the car with him, and he almost killed you. <laughs> I'm not going to tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, Paul Orndorff, again, God rest his soul. What, I mean, I don't have – I mean, there's, there's some guys in this business that I've got some, you know, pretty crappy memories of, but – but but Orndorff, man, you know, it, old school, tough guy. Uh, I've wrestled him quite a few times, uh, and you're right. I've I've been in a car with him once or twice. Uh, about got us killed in a Bob Evans one time. Uh, but but the car stories, man. We'll we'll save that. We'll save that for another day. I'm I'm no, I'm not going to tell that one. <laughs> but he did about get us killed in Bob Evans. Could you tell us that story? No, gosh, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, on the 22nd, we got Anthony Andrews. Uh, on the 28th, we got Toilo Del Mar. And on the 29th, we have si the Drill Billy Silas Mason. All right. Now that we're done putting ourselves over, um, it's a great day for wrestling because we are wrestling with... The news. Um, one interesting bit of news coming out this week is um, Tyle Valkyrie might be making her AEW debut soon, or a return to WWE. Um, I don't really want to see Tyle and AEW. They really misuse their girls there. But what say you, Scooter? Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to see her in in uh, EW either. Quite honestly, um, it's she she really would be misused. Uh, and I mean that that that's all you can say. Uh, does I mean, she? If you go to WWE, 
If she's on the main roster, I could see her doing something. But if she gets gone, if she goes back to NXT, she's going to be misused again, right? Oh, yeah. So, where does she go? Oh, God, um... Maybe MLW? Do they have a woman's division? I thought, I thought Morrison was wrestling for them. Last time I checked, Morrison was a man. Yeah, but I'm saying that it would, it would, it's, it's logical to assume now that she can, she'd want to go where her husband is and vice versa. So, if the two top companies want her, is she liable just to say, okay, this place is going to misuse me, but the money is good? Hmm. Would, would Taya just do it for the paycheck? I don't, I don't think so, quite honestly. Um, you know, we, we got only a small fraction of her Hispanic heritage. And that was a big part of her, uh, you know, of her character. But, you know, and she's giving, doing promos against, you know, Raquel, uh, who is also, uh, you know, a fluent Spanish speaker. It's... What about stardom and New Japan? I mean, they need stars to wrestle um, uh, Mercedes Monet. You know what? Yeah. She she could probably do really well in Japan. I think if the money's really good, I think that would be the best place for her, honestly. All right. Um, talking about Japan, uh, Soray is gone from NXT. Um, yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, the last time I saw her on NXT TV, she was a schoolgirl that turned into like a superhero. She was Sailor Moon, basically. Which is, um, basic, which is not a great look, if somebody's uh, actually watching. Could have, could have been worse, you could have been Sailor Uranus. Um, I don't think they do, um, lesbian, um, uh, lesbian storylines in WWE. 
But that being said, do you think we'll get a Saray, Saraya tag team if she goes to AEW? Ooh, the Anagram Academy. She missed some sorority 2.0? You can't spell Saraya without Saray. WWE is looking to legalize betting on pro wrestling. I don't necessarily think that's a good idea, but what are your thoughts on it? It is absolutely not a good idea. Um, mainly because the outcomes are predetermined and all it takes is one person on the inside to spread that information and either people win a lot or they potentially lose everything. Uh, pro wrestling is the one sport that it should be illegal to bet on. I mean, it is a conflict of interest. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd sooner bet on slap fights than pro wrestling. Didn't you bet on, like, marble races at one point? I've I've taken part in many a marble race uh, via Twitch. I've also considered hosting my own marble streams. I I I, I love stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> um. Hmm. The story I was getting was it would add to the um to the value of WWE when they got sold. That, oh, you can bet on this. It's, uh, you know, we have people betting on pro wrestling, you know, even though it's predetermined, and we know who's going to win. But you don't know who's going to win. Somebody, you know, a company could tell you who's going to win, and you would win a lot of money. But, again, it doesn't seem... It, it seems like there's more... Negatives than positives doing that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, speaking of turning a negative into a positive, uh, Oprah Khan, oh, I mean Tony Khan, my bad. Um, more announcements. You get an announcement. You get an announcement. Everybody gets an announcement. The All Atlantic title will now be the international title. Oh, good God. Uh, I, 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 I watched this uh, on, on Dynamite. And I, I don't think... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't think a, a championship has ever been uh, renamed in order to promote a movie. Let alone, uh, <laughs> let alone, you know, 
a DC movie where Shazam tells uh, Helen Mirren's character that he's seen all the Fast and the Furious movies. Which is funny because Helen Mirren is in 7, 8, 9, and Hobbs and Shaw, and the upcoming 10. Uh, I mean, it's like giving you I, a lot of money to change the, the, the Marvel movie. I mean, yeah, of course, right? Yeah, I mean, I've always hated the name All-Atlantic Championship. I mean, you either stick to that and do an All-Pacific Championship, or you, 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 get, you, you rename it something a little bit more in tune. Uh, that being said, I, I've always hated, okay, we have a world heavyweight champion, uh, our secondary title is the international champion, okay, how does that make him different from the world champion? (laughs) I, I, I've despised using the international. See, intercontinental has more connotations to it because it's you know it's representative of the seven continents. I mean. I'm surprised they didn't rename it World Champ World AEW World Heavyweight Championship Part Two. Um, this also and and I hate to say this, but by calling. By renaming it the International Championship, it's automatically making it yeah the uh, secondary the main secondary championship. Because you could be champion of TNT, you can be champion of the International, or you could be champion of the World. Uh, I mean, you know, because. The, you know, nobody's not going to make the uh, association where, okay, intercontinental, so international is now, you know, the, the, the second best champion in the company. This reduces the TNT championship basically to the WCW television championship. Which, I mean, how much TV time has the TNT Championship really gotten? I mean, it's, 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 it's gotten a lot lately. I mean, lately. But, I mean, it's so, uh, but, I mean, Lance Cassidy's been uh, defending the All-Atlantic Championship on Rampage almost every week. I mean, uh, nobody yeah. watches Rampage anymore. It's basically a um, this happened in the woods type situation, but 
I mean, they've been giving him a lot more exposure with that title than they did Joe or Wardlow. I mean, I'm assuming the international title is going to be the ambassador to other promotions where they'll have that where like the All Atlantic Championship they'll have permission to uh, put it on the line at certain other promotions. That was originally what it was supposed to be. I mean, I don't think it went over honestly too well. I mean. It's called the AEW Ambassador Championship. And it, it kind of feels like it's just a, a souped-up European title. Well, uh, yeah, when there was the whole uh, WCW uh World Championship and the NWA uh, World Championship uh, in '93 uh, uh, when it went from it was it was Flatterud, I believe. Yeah, that was the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. The NWA Championship at that time. Because there's that gap between N2 and N4, uh, was defaulted to WCW, so they you know portrayed as the NWA uh, title before renaming it the WCW International Championship. Okay. Uh, so basically, just another rehash of a bad WCW idea. Um, and it would. It would, it would get defended every once in a while, but the the plan was to unify uh, those two belts, and and that happened uh, at the uh, in that uh, at Clash of the Champions in uh, June of nineteen ninety four. Uh, when, uh, when, uh, when Sensational Sherry showed up to start managing Ric Flair, uh, and, of course, this was also the build-up to Hogan at Bash at the Beach. I mean, I think the public might talking about why this is a bad idea, but uh, there's other things to talk about. And that is that um, Backlash will be in Puerto Rico, uh, and Bad Buddy uh, will be the host. I think this is the first time WWE's done a pay-per-view in Puerto Rico since New Year's Resolution 
2004. No, 2005. Scooter? Uh, yep. Yep, the Puerto Rican Coliseum. Um, Puerto Rico's on them going back to Puerto Rico after nearly 20 years. I think it's a good idea, you know, obviously you want to be more international, but I can't help to feel like you're only doing this to raise the stakes for a higher price when they get sold. Yeah, I, I would say that they, uh, I, I would say that's the case here. Um, I mean, we're, we're, we're getting multiple international, uh, premium live events. Uh, King and Queen of the Ring and, uh, Jeddah. Money in the Bank in London. Yeah. Possibly an Australian one soon as well. Um... So, yeah, it probably gives it a little bit more brand uh, recognition in terms of uh, its inherent value in other parts of the country. How do you feel about Backlash dropping to WrestleMania? Hallelujah! <laughs> um, somebody not saying that, um, is, um, Johnny Gargano. It was this last week on, um, NXT, it was announced that Johnny Takeover will be wrestling Grayson Waller at NXT Stand and Deliver, a couple miles away from WrestleMania night one. Um, this is a really bad sign that it's not working with Johnny Gargano at, in WWE, no? I wouldn't say that. And why would you why you wouldn't say that? Because Gargano, his last bit of NXT heat is with Waller. It's Waller who uh, took him out after that the, the promo where he said he was taking time off. So it 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 makes sense from a storyline perspective. I mean, from a storyline perspective, yes. But if you're Tony Gargano. You're relegated to essentially a glorified brunch pre-show when you could have been on the main show WrestleMania a couple um, a couple of blocks away, and you're just an outsider looking in at this point. I mean, it's 
I mean, who? I mean, who knows? At the at the at this point. Well, um, we'll get into the match, the whole match when we um we do the preview. Um, but it was a highly controversial subject that um, MJF spilled a drink on a child. There's, yep. What? There's okay. There's one thing being a heel, but in that context, in that video, when do we stop saying that he's not being a heel and just being an asshole? At at first, I actually thought that kid was in a wheelchair. Um, Which will make things even worse. I I I don't know what would uh, convince MJF that that was a good decision. My biggest issue with with it was that the mother and the son. They wasn't, you know, trolling him or yelling at him or saying, boo, you suck. They were just watching. They were not, they were really just minding their own business. And it just kind of came out of nowhere. And that's my biggest problem with it. Yeah. Yeah. And... You know, do it. I mean, you can do whatever you want to the other to the other wrestlers. You know, it's an it's in a work environment. It's bad. You know, yada yada. But when you do something to a fan, you really have to be careful about what you're going to say and do, because we are in a world where royals lawyers are things. And you can get sued for any little thing you say or do nowadays. And it did seem like Tony Khan, for the first time in his life, seemed very aware of that. No, Scooter? Yep. <laughs> but, I mean, the question is... Is MJF taking it a little too far on purpose? Are you saying he wants to get fired? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he actually wants the the bidding war of 24 to actually happen. Well, if you see something like that in AEW, does that make you devalue him in WWE? So... Well, this guy's a loose cannon. We can't trust him. I think only if, um... Only if he... <laughs> debuts in a Cody match. <laughs> you know... Everybody's saying... You know, MTF could go to WWE and do great there. 
I don't think MJF would do great in WWE. I think he would get beaten a lot in WWE. But that's just my opinion on the matter. Um. Alright. Um. Paul Heyman did an interview where he said that his relationship with Roman Reigns is spiritually or orgasmic. Alright, next. Don't you. I feel like you only feel that way during, like, you know, a Bengal Bros match. Ah! Ah! Stupid, sexy Heyman. Yep. Uh, I think we should leave it there. <laughs> Alright, um. Uh, uh, yes, Scooter. Uh. Uh, which one what was I going to say? Uh, in. Probably was. The most unexpected. Uh, names to uh, be announced for the Hall of Fame was announced on SmackDown last night, and it's Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio is going into the Hall of Fame. Rey Mysterio is going into the Hall of Fame. Well, that's going to be really awkward when Dominic has to induct him. Uh, well, clearly Dominic's not going to induct him, but it's, go it's going to bring heat. And I think, I think this is the first time we're actually going to see the, um, the Hall of Fame used as a uh, catalyst for agreeing... For Ray agreeing to fight Dominic, I feel like they would have to have that match already down at Mania before before the Hall of Fame, and then well, obviously do an angle at the show at the Hall of Fame itself. I mean, again, because Dominic's trying to get him to you know to to challenge him. And when, and, and when it's not working, what what better way than to you know, rain on his parade, so to speak, uh, you know, when, you know, the ex-condom shows up at the uh, Hall of Fame ceremony? Okay, I do get that, but WWE for the most part, haven't done angles at the, the Hall of Fame. I know. Usually they say, okay, well, they keep a little kick it. They said, okay, I'll kick this guy's ass tomorrow, but we're here for something else different tonight. Well, I mean, this is, I think... This is kind of one of the reasons they're doing the Hall of Fame after SmackDown. Could Rey Mysterio be the first person to wrestle on the on that SmackDown 
and be inducted into the Hall of Fame the same night? Yes, uh, and I think he is technically the first person to be a member of the active roster uh, and get inducted. So basically what you're saying is nobody else is available to be inducted. Well, I mean, when, when it comes to California superstars, Rey Mysterio is not a uh, not a, a bad pick at all. That's true. Um, who else? Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, Finley is rumored to be going in. Um, I know. Um, what is it? Muda is. Um, then rumor has it that, uh, Bully Ray is lobbying for Spike Dudley. Oh, that's awesome. To get in. I mean, if Coco Beware can get in, Spike Dudley can get in. Yeah. Yeah, you're right about that. And again, while we're at it, let's get demolition in there. Yeah, Hell, yeah. You know, let's get let, let's get earthquake in there. Oh my god, yeah. What's the in the whole thing? Nope. Oh. And the, uh, and the other name who... I could almost guarantee is going in, and that's William Regal. Ooh, how could they... Could they? I mean, that would be a real slap in AEW's face. I mean, it's... He's not... If, if he got... If he was getting into the uh, Cauliflower Alley uh, Hall of Fame, that, that wouldn't be any different. He's not getting... A, it, it's not a violation of... You know, a no-compete clause. Um, I'd say Tony Khan would be sweet that, but, um... Uh, but... Yeah, that, that's, uh... All the Hall of Fame, uh... News, but... Uh... One more... Uh... Looks like the WWE may have, uh... Maybe going to court... Once more over uh, uh, it, trademark infringement. That's right. Uh, um, indie on indie wrestle. Yep. Yeah, yeah, WWE has received two cease and desist letters 
over WWE United States Champion Austin Theory. Theory bills himself as The Now, but this is also the name that New York indie veterans Vic Delicious and Hale Collins have used for their tag team going back more than 15 years. I don't know what part of New York they're from, but I've never heard of them. Uh, they're still active and have been seen on NWA programming every recent months. Uh, they're in the, okay, they're, they're upstate, so, so they, they're not real New Yorkers. Um, uh, Delicious and Collins were surprised to see they're using the Now on a recent WWE Raw episode. They say they've had the name trademarked since 2006 and are now trying to get WWE to stop using their intellectual property. Uh, they got a lawyer they described as awesome. Uh, a lawyer named Mike Dawkins, who is apparently known as the gimmick attorney. They should have got Mark Sterling. Eh, not smart enough. Uh, well, we know WWE is going to be using Joseph Park. Uh, uh, one of the two season desist letters was acknowledged. Uh, the second one kind of fell to the wayside. Uh, the next step, they say, is a lawsuit for trademark infringement and created confusion in the marketplace. Okay. Oh my god! Oh my god! It, it's gonna... It's those two guys against John Cena at WrestleMania. Yay! I'm confused. I, 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 I wasn't sure which now was competing against John Cena. Get the fuck out of here with that shit! <laughs> this is like, yeah, friend of the soul, um, uh, Logan, um, what is his name? No, Logan, no. uh, look, 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 LaRue? No. No, Logan, um, Paul? Oh, the guy we interviewed. Uh, Logan Black. Logan Black. Yeah. If Logan Black sued Cody for using the Mark Nightmare because he he had the Mark Nightmare name before him. That's kind of... Yeah. That's kind of how I do it. I mean, if if this lawsuit actually gets anywhere beyond, uh, if, if this actually gets into a courtroom, which it won't, uh, I mean, the WWE will pay in five figures. May, uh, maybe six. Yeah, I, I see them settling and, and giving the guys $100,000. Uh, I mean, but let's face it. They're not going to WWE anytime soon. Yeah, uh, let's, let's face it. They're chasing clout. I mean, if they do have the trademark and it's a trademark in the same, you know, work environment, then, I mean, they do have the right to say, hey, this is our trademark. 
don't need it. They're not wrong there, but to think that you're going to go up against the machine that is WWE is kind of insane. I don't know, maybe maybe they won't settle on a six-figure deal, but, you know, two, a couple of contracts. I doubt it, considering they've uh, been uh, competing for 15 years. You know, anything's possible in pro wrestling. Alright, I believe that should conclude the news for now. Yes. Let's watch the most sponsors. So, Rogue Energy, the only gaming drink company in the world with four unique product lines to suit your task at hand, whether it be juices, shakes, smoothies, and everything else in between. Their low-calorie, no-sugar energy formula is the perfect alternative to sugar-filled canned energy drinks and sodas. Their extreme formula provides the most energy, focus, and sports performance possible. Their hydration line offers focus, ingredients without the added caffeine. Drink it anytime you're thirsty. And their shake formula is so delicious. Who doesn't love a cookies and cream, zero-calorie energy milkshake first and foremost they've designed every rogue product line with performance and effectiveness in mind it is critical that you look at the nutrition panels of drinks when comparing options there are countless off brands out there that are presenting low quality poorly dosed formulas that amount to expensive caffeine water every formula they produce is designed with optimal levels of high quality ingredients additionally you won't find a powdered gaming drink brand that dissolves better no need to have chalky textures in your drink their taste profiles are unmatched, specifically designed for gamers, athletes, students, entrepreneurs, people with hectic schedules, individuals with low energy, podcasters who can't shut up, people who are health conscious, and so much more. Great as both a pre-workout and as a coffee energy drink replacement. Specifically designed every Rogue product line to be the best gaming drink on the planet. Rogue energy, more energy, more focus, more wit. Use promo code WRESTLINGE for 10% off your next purchase. And we are wrestling with AEW Revolution. It was uh, last uh, Sunday. Uh, it took place in San Francisco, California. The Chase Center attendance was 9,000. Buy rate was a hundred and thirty to hundred and forty million, I believe. I don't know, but um, I didn't go into this preview with a lot of expectations, and they never changed my mind on that topic. Nothing really. Interesting, nothing really got got my attention or made me say, oh wow, this was a lot better than I expected. Or make me change my opinion before I even went into it. Um, but what say you, Scooter? Uh, not, not their best favorite. 
I mean, I mean, I, I, I don't know what else can can be said about it. Well, let's say more about it. Um, the first match of the night, uh, Ricky Starks defeated um, Chris Jericho in 13 minutes and 35 seconds. Um, I mean, it made sense to be the opener. I thought it was an okay match. Um, I don't really feel like Ricky gained anything by winning this match, but maybe that was just my opinion. What say you, Scooter? Yeah, he... Uh... This match didn't need to happen. I mean, you, you, you've—they've kind of killed Stark's momentum for now, uh, and, and it's going to take a while for him to get it back. Uh, I'm sure that um, uh, Ricky Stark. Um Juice Robinson rivalry is really going to get things going. You can't de detect the sarcasm, then you're misunderstood. Anything you want to add? Uh, I mean, other than Actually, no, no, there's nothing I want to add. How many stars do you give this one? Two. I'll be crying on I'll say three. Okay, we got, um, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry. Um, he defeated, um, Christian Cake in a final burial match. 14 minutes and 50 seconds. Um, honest, surprisingly, not shit. Um, I thought it wasn't a bad match. I thought it kind of got where it needed to go. And I thought it was an interesting aesthetic to see Christian go into the casket and then it just rock and through the floor. What say you, Sula? I mean, it was pretty good for, you know... A match that is usually designed to have a clusterfuck ending. Um, it was the least clustery of fucks. Uh, so, I mean, hey, it's great. I mean, there are rumors that... Christian is on his way out. Possibly in the Hall of Fame soon. Possibly. Uh, let's, let's, speaking of which, I will talk about, maybe I'll bring this up after, but I found the trademark. But, uh, but, I mean, I with Luchasaurus still out, I mean, could this have been a uh, good opportunity to have 
Did Jurassic Express reunite? No. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Leave the dinosaur buried. You know, use him for gas when you need him. But I opened the door, and I got on the floor, and everybody walked the dinosaur. Everybody walked the dinosaur. Stop it before we get sued. I don't need those. I don't need a uh, big delicious suey me. Well, <laughs> well, I don't think you have to worry. The filing date was November 15, 2022, so they're screwed. Um, oh, they just filed it like a couple months ago? Yeah, that, that's what it looks like. Oh, get the fuck out. Yeah. Alright, um... Next up, um, and... Going back to, um... Uh, Chris Jericho and, uh, Ricky Star, um, there was a run-in by Sam Guevara, which then had Accent Spaghetti, um, make the save. So... Um, next match, uh, six-man tag team match for the AEW World Trios titles. We are the House of Black, uh, Malarkey Black, Brody Broker King, and, uh, Buddy Don't Call Me Pal Matthews, um, versus, uh, Kenny Olivier and Matt and Nick, um, Middle Age Buck. Buck. <laughs> with Brendan Cutlet and Michael Naka-fucking-Zawa. Um, the House Black One, 18 minutes. Um, just continuing with the clusterfuckery, no, Scoodle? Yep. Yep. My buddy. My buddy. And I, by all means, would not call this spiritually orgasmic. Um, oh, uh, how many stars do you give Jungle Boy and Christian? Uh, three. Give it three and a half because I actually liked it. Alright, uh, and House of Black versus the Bucks and, uh, Kenny. Three and a half. I give it two. Alright, um, now we got Jamie Ada versus Soraya, don't call me Soraya, or Soraya, don't call me Soraya, with Ruby, um, Han Solo. Um, for a match that was only 10 minutes, meh, what say you? Yeah. Meh, and I don't understand why you would have someone go through the match in a triple threat only for them to you know, 
turn heel and join the heels immediately after. I mean, Rahel was foreshadowing her relationship. I mean, there were also the tattoos on her that say, I'm turning heel, but nobody paid attention to those. Uh, I mean, she got those back in WWE. You know, pre-November 2022. I mean, I'm... I'm assuming this is... Gonna lead up to uh, a, 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 a woman's blood and guts match. Oh God! That, that's what it seems like it's building to. You know, you you don't exactly seem off on that. What's actually really frightens me because Soraya. And I'm not saying this to be funny or, or anything like that. She could legitimately get paralyzed in that type of match. And I can't imagine what the other what will happen to the other girls in that match if they do it. I mean, we haven't seen Tamello and um, Anna Jay since their the hardcore match that they had back in January. You know, say what you will about them. You know, getting mutilated in that match wasn't a good thing for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if I was Soraya Soraya, I would say no to that match. Also, keep in mind, we haven't seen Santana since the last time they did Blood and Guts. And it was in a meaningless bump that literally cost him, like, what, a year of his career. And it wasn't even televised. You didn't even see it. So, hopefully that's not the plan. Um, does Ruby, does Ruby fit with these girls? I never really felt like she did. No, she doesn't. Uh, she does not, um, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter that Ruby and Soraya were in their own stable. And what um, the hell is This started with Sheeta. I guess they didn't give a Sheeta. I guess so. Alright, um, how many stars do you give this? Two. I'll give it two and a half. Um, next match, Texas Debt. We got Hangendale Page versus Moxicillin. And I think we all of us, we had a lot of moxicillin to make us not remember this match. You know, you know those posters of the cats that, uh, for the Holy Natural Branson, it says, hang in there? Yeah. That's kind of 
like the hangman page is the embodiment of that pixel. You know what I mean? Yeah. What was your thoughts on the match? Okay. Uh, I mean, it it was it it was okay. I'm not sure it. I don't think it strictly adhered to what a Texas death match actually is. Um. When has anything AEW ever did? Cohere of what it's actually supposed to be. I mean, well, because because the Texas Death Match is not a match that AEW thought up. The Texas Death Match has been around since the days days of the territories, right? And if you remember, uh. If you've ever seen WrestleMania 10, uh, Randy Savage versus Crush, uh, that falls count anywhere uh, match where after you got pinned, you had 60 seconds to make it back to the ring. Uh, you know, that's, that's what it should have been every, you know, every decision should have been a ten count. But no, they treated it, they treated it like a normal match. I mean, a nor a normal death match, except with with you know, with a with a ten count. It was a biotechnical submission, but I mean, I don't remember anybody ever submitting to being hung by a chain in a match before. I mean, it wasn't a, a, a submission, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a big deal what he... It wasn't, you know, a finisher or, you know, something major. He was choking him. He hung him with a chain. And I feel like this is, okay, if this is your thing, you know, no, no thing to you. Uh, no complaints here. But, you know, there's a time and a place for these kind of matches. And if you want to see them on... GCW weekly and just, you know, mindless violence and no story, no psychology, just, you know, this guy's going to stab this guy with a fork and you're going to love it. Then, again, watch GCW, watch CCW, that's why they're there. It's a niche, it's a genre. This match, this type of match should just be in 
the, the violence that it had, it should be saved for major rivalries, you know, major blow-off matches, between two people that really can't stand each other. You know, CM Punk and MJF, it was a dark horror match. It worked. It was, it, yeah, it was bloody, but it was the payoff. It seems like we're getting more John Moxley and Hangman Page after this. And where the fuck do you go after a Texas death with Hangman and, and Moxley? It makes no sense. And both guys are technically faces. Well, unless, unless they're building to another Blood and Guts match... Uh, between the Dark Order and uh, the BCC, uh, considering Stu Grayson is returning. What does the, B- the BBC have to do with this? Broadcasting um, channel. Yeah, BCC. I mean, explosions. So, uh, I believe that they might do uh, blood and guts between the the Dark Order and the combat. The Blackpool Combat Club that has nobody from the Blackpool there anymore. They should change the name, though. Yeah. The Combat Friends? The Combat Friends. You got um, the House of Combat, Lucha Combat, uh, Flight Flight in Combat, Bucks in Combat, Combat and Wombats. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm attributing to the conversation, Scooter. I mean, we want, we want to talk about trademarks. Uh, you know, you want or do you, did you want to talk about you know what BBC really stands for? It stands for Big Black. Big, Good night, everybody. Stands for Big uh, Big Bang Catastrophe. Ironically, which was. Uh, yeah, that's what uh, Mitch's mother called him. I think I've used that joke <laughs> already. Possibly. Um, but uh, speaking of BBC and um, Keith Lee, um, the way he's been looking lately, he looks like he has he's been having some spiritually uh, spiritual orgasms. No. <laughs> I 
Well, it's official. My, uh, my member has receded into my body. Uh, how many stories do you give this message? <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give it three to be nice. I give it one. I think that's the first time we've ever had a one star on the show. Unless oh no, I'm I'm pretty sure I've said one. Maybe a <laughs> to... We've done we've dealt the negative numbers as well. Um. Now we got Wardlow versus Samoa Joe. Um, it was for the, uh, the TNT Championship, Wardlow won in 10 minutes and 40 seconds. Um, I believe it was by uh, Chokow. I, uh, yep. I feel really bad for these guys because they had to, they had to uh, follow up that clusterfuck of what the fuck with Moxley and Paige. Um, and you know, what could have been a better match and a, and got a little bit more attention just kind of died because, you know, everybody was spent because they were watching Mindless Violence for 25 minutes. But I didn't necessarily think that this was a bad match. What's a use for Oh, I, I actually think it was a, a very good match. Um, I mean, did Wardlow need it? Probably not. I disagree because it was a, what the rivalry that they had built over the last couple of months. He needed a win back. Did he need to lose the title? And I'm not saying, you know, actually lose it because his car got broken into. Uh, but lose it to Powerhouse Hobbs three, day later, three days later, I'd probably say no. Well, I mean, I have to think the uh, that yeah you know, the yeah you know, what I am mentioned in the past that Wardlow has got to be MJF's next feud. If he's not, and, then it's a waste. Yeah. I mean, why Why then hot shot the title uh, from uh, Wardlow to Hobbs? Right. But that being said, could, is Wardlow a big enough name to garner a rating against Max? I'm assuming they won't be doing this match at a, a pay preview. 
Well, if they do do it at a pay-per-view, um, it won't be the main event. How can it not be the main event when it's the world title? Uh, blood and Guts. They usually don't do Blood and, blood and Guts at uh, the pay-per-views. They give that shit away for free. Who who knows at this point, man? <laughs> I mean, they could do the Anarchy in the Arena because that's the next um, paid preview that's going to come up is uh, Double or Nothing. Yeah. Which is kind of poetic that if they do Max and uh, Wardlow, it would be one year since their last match together. But are you gonna are you going to do the same date that you did last year with CM Punk on top? I highly doubt that. Yeah, I I I, I don't think so. Alright. Uh how many stars do you give this one? Three and a half. Yeah, I'd say that's a, a fair assumption. Alright. We got uh, the four-way tag team title match. Uh, we got the Ass Boys defeating the Sizzle Boys versus the TNA Boys versus whatever Orange Cassidy and Downhouse is in 13 minutes and 35 seconds. Um, my thoughts on this match is it was 13 minutes too long. Your thoughts, um, Scooter? Uh, it was 13 minutes and 10 seconds too long. Uh. It was 13 minutes and 20 seconds too long. The best part about this match is when it ended. <laughs> Which is sad, because I like the acclaim. And they just got a lot deal in this. Well, maybe they should, you know, start taking their gunpowder available from BPI Sports. Um, how many stars do you give this? Um, I was going to give it one, I'll give it one and a half just because Dan has it, it'd be chuckle. I'll give it two because FTR came out afterwards to one off the guns. Yeah. Um, and then we got the main event 60 minute on man match. Um, for the AEW. Uh, championship. MJF defeated Brian Danielson uh, for the dream uh, in sudden death. The match lasted one hour and five seconds. Uh, five, uh, one hour, five minutes, twenty seconds. Uh, Scooter, I'll let you start us off. Uh, 
this was uh, it was the best nap I ever had. Uh, I mean, an hour and five minutes, yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, they 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 set the record for longest Iron Man match. I mean, the, the mm, no, by about by about three minutes. Does the uh, overtime work if the baby face doesn't win? Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, having having Danielson tap. I mean, that, that's kind of saying, "Oh, MJF can beat him at his own game." Well, I mean, he hit him with a uh, a can of ale first. So I mean, it wasn't like he just slapped on a a crossface. Uh, I mean, yeah, maybe this was sixty-four minutes too long. Well, I'll say what my thoughts on the match were. I didn't watch all of the match. Not his eye. I I sped it up to um, fifteen uh fifteen minutes on the clock, and it went twenty minutes, and that twenty minutes was way too long, and I only watched twenty minutes out of an hour match. I I missed forty minutes, and I feel like I missed nothing. It's just, uh, honestly, it's the, the, the best way I could describe it is the opposite of a spiritual orgasm. And it's just, why do a 60 minute Iron Man match when a, the bad guy is going to win on a paid preview. It doesn't, it, nothing of it worked for me. And again, I was like, if I watched 20 minutes, it was 20 minutes too long. It was, it was 15 minutes too long. And they, Danielson bled, bled for whatever reason. Um, MGF bled for no reason. If you're going to do, you know, a traditional technical match, why do you need blood? Just one. Nothing worked for me with this match. I, I mean, you probably bet you were probably better off. Uh, I have them having them only have. 
three three decisions at, at the most. I mean, what what was my suggestion that MJF was going to get himself disqualified over and over again? Yeah, and then take advantage of the fact that he's beaten down Danielson and get repeated pinfalls to uh, even it up. No, not even. Not, well, it happened once. Uh, <laughs> right. But yeah, you know, it, it, it's a shame because AEW has been coming through with some some really quality pay-per-view main events. Um, I would disagree with that. Actually, I completely disagree with that. We had MJF versus John Moxley, which was an okay match. We had CM Punk versus John Moxley, which was an okay match. Um, I think the one before that was uh, Forbidden Door. Forbidden Door, which was Tanahashi versus Moxley, which was again an okay match. I think the only one that had like a solid pay preview main event that you know I believed was the main event because it was went on last was CM Punk versus Page. And then I think the month before that was paid uh, with the Battle of the Atoms, which maybe was quite possibly the best uh, paid preview main event that they had in any of their paid previews. Uh, that's a fair point. Alright, um, Uncle Dave. I'll give this match five and uh seven quarters of a of a uh five and wait wait <laughs> you can't have seven quarters that would be one and three quarters. He gave it all for five stars. So <laughs> uh, what five and seven eighths? Something like that. I can't remember the exact number, but it was like. Five eights or uh, something like that. Five and a half. Five and. Oh, God damn it, Dave. What say you, Scooter? How many stars do you give this? Two and a half. I give it two. And I give uh, two big middle fingers to Dave Meltzer as well. Alright. Um, you know, just talking about it makes me kind of sad. Because there was good shit on this, this show. But I feel like that was overshadowed by all the bad shit. Like, Jericho and stuff. It, it, it was what it was, but it got more me to go. 
Um, Jungle Boy and Christian was was a good match, and it was a blow off match to you know their rivalry, and I thought that was good. And I mean, Wardlow and Samoa Joe, those were good matches, but I feel like all of that was overshadowed by Moxley bleeding to death, an owl, a ma- an owl match, and you know. Things not making sense. What about? How do you feel about it, Scooter? Um. Well. I mean, hey, now I know what to put on if I'm having trouble sleeping. Not wrong about that. Oh. If you're Tony Khan and. You're not Tony Khan. Looking at this big preview, um, does it tell you who you should and shouldn't go with? First of all, <clears throat> who are you to say I'm not Tony Khan? Uh, um, secondly, I'm your therapist. Take your meds, Scooter. You're a, you're a, <laughs> you, you're a, uh, uh, a tall uh, Afro-Caribbean man from uh, from Haiti. <laughs> I'm not going to, to comment on that and feel getting cancelled. No, no, that's act. That's actually the correct term, Afro-Caribbean. Well, as you know, I am not. Uh, what was we talking about? Oh yeah. Uh, does this does this the matches that were on that night? Does it tell you who you should and shouldn't go with? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Alright, let's just hope uh, that um, Tony Khan becomes uh, a rational human being uh, between now and this episode. So, we know he's not. Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. Thumbs not only down, but they've been bent and rotated around so that the whole hand is facing the other way. Towards you. I give it a thumbs down as well. Alright. That will conclude all coverage of uh, AEW um, Revolution. Evolution, whatever you want to call it. Um, Of course, this was the 200th episode. Um, If you've been listening to us since episode 1... I'm so sorry that you've endured all this. If you've just joined us for the first time tonight, um, I hope you enjoyed it. And if you've joined us anywhere in the middle, um, thank you for listening. Uh, Just thank you, and we hope to continue bringing you another 200 episodes of, you know, insightfulness, 
some jokes, um, some news, and um, just some fun. Of course, if you like what we're doing, please like, subscribe, uh, like, subscribe, comment, or on YouTube and Castbox. Of course, this is sponsored by Rogue Energy and Player One Coffee. Join us this Tuesday and Wednesday as we interview AJ Kazana and Joe Kazana. Um, and um, follow the show at Wrestling the Evil on Twitter and Instagram uh, for information on who we're interviewing when we're interviewing them. Links to those interviews and so much more. You can follow me personally at GMC993. Where can they find Scooter? As always, find me on Twitter at ScooterDust. Uh, again, the remix is still up in the air. Keep an eye out for more information. And of course, revel in all my Twitch antics along with Rico Constantino Jr. and the rest of the Smoking Dragons clan. Twitch.tv backslash Smoking Dragons. Oh. Coleco Yachts and Scooter Dust. I'm James Shea, and this has been Wrestling with Entertainment. Hey, folks, this is the Colossal Mike Law, and you are listening to Wrestling with Entertainment. Enjoy the show, support these guys. We appreciate it very much. We'll see you at Rickside.